there on May 9th, and right now we have Sun Penn on the line. Sun, how you doing? Doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing great right now. We got a lot to talk about. Uh, first of all, we're going to go ahead and jump right into the NBA playoffs. We're in round two right now. And currently all the series right now are tied 1-1. And let's go ahead and uh, get our predictions for what's going to happen for the rest of these series games. Um, let's start off with the Miami Heat versus the Chicago Bulls. So far, it's been pretty physical, and it looks like the Bulls are starting to fall apart. Son, what do you think is going to happen with them? I think the Bulls are going to play hard. I think they could win one, even even maybe two more games to push it to a seven-game series, but I think the Heat, they just have too much athleticism and too many players to throw at the Bulls, and they'll, they'll win the series eventually. Uh, I, I think they go on six or seven games, though. Um, even if Derrick Rose comes back, I, I don't think the, the Bulls will win this series. Uh, I mean, they're still missing Luol Dang, Kurt Heinrich, uh, a lot of players on their team. Jimmy Butler finally got a rest. He had played three games straight, 48 minutes. <laughs> Guarding LeBron the entire time. So, it's a, it's an interesting team that plays really hard. But I don't think it'll be enough to beat this Heat team. They're just too good. Yeah, it's, it doesn't look very good for the Bulls, uh, just the, on a talent standpoint. But, boy, do they play with a lot of passion. And just a really physical team. It's really gritty. And then you got a lot of tough guys on the team. Yeah, your Taj Gibson's, your uh, Joe Kim Noah's, and your Nate Robinson's. And, and those guys really know how to scrap. And um, it'll be fun. I want to see them beat, beat up the Heat as much as possible, even though I think the Heat will win pretty easily next three games. Uh, after a 40-point blowout, I think, I think it's good to say that uh, the Heat are going to win this series without a question. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the Heat were up 40 points for a while, and they didn't really quit. Running down the bull's throat. I mean, they didn't. They had no uh, desire to let up at all. Even though they were forty points, they just really wanted to oh. beat down the bulls. No mercy. Um, teach teach those bulls a lesson for actually beating them. Which I'm surprised that the bulls did win one game and the Heat did lose one game uh, on their way to win the championship. So. Uh, I'm surprised. I think that's an upset in itself. I think that's why the Bulls are kind of like satisfied with what they did, no matter what else happens to the season. And if Derrick Rose does come back, it's a mistake. He hasn't played all year. He's in condition well enough to play in such a physical series, and I don't think bringing him back would be a good idea at all. A bad idea for him to return, but at the same time... uh it would be kind of good to see him return with all these other Bulls who are trying to play with such bad injuries. Noah has a uh, plantar fasciitis. Uh, Luol Deng has 
had a spinal tap because they had thought he had meningitis, <laughs> and uh, Kirk Heinrich has an injured calf, and they're all trying to get back into into the games. And Derek Rose is just sitting there, um, not so fault of his own. ACL injury is pretty bad, but after all these other players are killing themselves uh, in this series, how, how can he just sit and watch uh, all his other <laughs> players do that? That's true. Who knows uh, if Lil Dang will ever be healthy again? <laughs> Who knows what he has? They need uh, Doctor House to uh, do a differential diagnosis on this guy. Oh, he, they know what he has. He, they thought he had meningitis, but he, he tested negative for it. But they, he had like complications with the spinal tap, um, where he was he, he, he was leaking fluid. Um, so basically, he can't walk. Uh, let alone play basketball. <laughs> so he's just oh. in bed all day. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know. Well, I thought, I was like, oh, he must be have a, a serious mystery illness if they don't know what it is. They can't heal him. No, yeah, he, he just needs rest. Uh, they gave him a blood patch, which is basically injecting his own blood into his spine so, the, so that oh, the my. wound could heal and, and the spinal fluid would stop leaking. <laughs> oh gosh, they really messed up. Um, yeah, he's no condition to play against LeBron James, perhaps the most physical player in the league. Yeah, that's true. The Dwight Howard's pretty physical, but yeah, um, for some reason uh, he can he can get he can shut him down. So I guess let's go ahead and move on. He went. Uh, any other storylines in that series other than? Uh, Tom Thibodeau uh, brings out a quirk to play against these heat. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I wonder what kind of damage Jokin Noah is doing to his foot by playing so many minutes and playing so hard. I mean, it can't be good for him. I don't know. I, I never knew that Thibodeau was such a master motivator. Um, but how does he get these guys to play so hard all the time? Yeah, I don't know. He's just a, uh, he's a master motivator. Okay, let's let's go ahead and move on then. Uh, what's your prediction uh, for this series? Oh, Heaton six. Okay, I'm saying Heaton five. Uh, let's move on to the New York Knickerbockers versus the Indiana Pacers in the series of of, uh, you know, who's going to blink first, the small ball Knicks or the rough-and-tumble Pacers? So what do you think is going to happen? I actually think this game is going to go seven uh, to game seven. Uh, Amar Stockmire comes back to game three. He helps with the size, at least, the size problem, at least off the bench. Steve Novak, I think, is going to try to play as well. He can be a difference maker, but good defenses can shut him down. I think that Melo and J.R. Smith need to play efficiently, obviously, for them to to win games. Sometimes that's a problem, especially for J.R. Smith. So we'll see what happens. Uh, Again, the Patriots' defense is really, really good. The, The reason they lost game two is all those turnovers that they've had. Other than that, they played, actually played pretty well on the offensive side and the defensive side. 
Uh, I mean, they gave up a few runs here and there, but every team. I mean, they did give like what was it, a thirty-two run, thirty to two run, something like that. Uh, I mean, yeah, that happens. <laughs> it happens rarely. I don't, know. I don't I think happen. it'll happen again. Yeah, basically, I think, I think uh, what happened was I'm not sure actually, but Pacers went small and the Knicks got hot, just made a bunch of threes. I think I, I might be remembering it wrong, but yeah, basically. Knicks went on a crazy run and took the game. Yeah, they just went on those, you know, three-point um, barrages that just occasionally happen. It's it's going to be an interesting series. I, you know, it's really interesting to see how they're going to match up with each other. Uh, the Pacers are still preferring to play big with Carmelo and Anthony at the four, so they're just really trying to wear down Melo with uh, David West and Tyler Hansborough, and it's pretty interesting to see how, you know, they're just going to let this happen. And for some reason, J.R. Smith uh, just isn't the same. You know, he just wants to be a bad shooter like he was, you know, for the most of his career. And, you know, the Knicks are going to really struggle if he doesn't start being more efficient. But it, I think, uh, you know, it's going to be one of those series where, going to be a lot of technicals by the time it's game five. Oh, really? I don't see him being that testy. Uh, only really? troublemakers don't... Well, who are the troublemakers? You got Chandler, maybe? J.R. Smith. Smith. Yeah. Melo can be a troublemaker. Matt Stevenson. Oh, for sure, that guy's a troublemaker. Uh, <laughs> West is a troublemaker. Yeah, no, he's not bad. Oh, Hancro for sure. David West is actually pretty disciplined. He's a he's a boxer. Like that's what he does in the off season. So he's like he doesn't want to get in fights because I think he could probably do a pretty good damage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he's pretty disciplined. But yeah, the other guys are. I mean, yeah, a lot more guys than the Knicks. Uh, Steve Novak, probably not. Uh, Pablo Prigioni, <laughs> probably not. <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess Derek Smith is the guy who gets to really start stuff. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what he should do. I think he should start elbowing people. Maybe he'll get his game back. Yeah, he's not, he hasn't been the same ever since the suspension. Yeah, that's weird. Um... Yeah, I wish the Knicks would keep wearing black. <laughs> I like that Team Unity stuff. <laughs> oh yeah, Kenyon Martin. He's he'll start stuff. I guess Kenyon Martin, a troublemaker. <laughs> For sure, a troublemaker. Yeah, it'll be a fun series to watch. I'm I'm definitely interested, and I'm rooting for the Knicks. Uh, Son, who do you got in the series? Ooh, that's a good question. I think the Game 7 is in Madison Square Garden. You know, I like to go with the home team. So I think the Knicks are going to pull out the series. Although, you know, I do root for the Knicks. I kind of want the Pacers to win because they're going to be the better matchup against the Heat. I think they have a better chance of beating the Heat than the Knicks do. So either way, I think it'll, it'll be good. I think... 
if the Knicks played the Heat in the next round, I think they would lose in four or five games. I just can't see them competing with the, that defense. And I mean, the Heat really can close out the three-point shooters, and that's basically a big a big part of New York's offense. So, you know, the Pacers though they have the size inside to disrupt the the Heat, kind of like what the the Bulls are doing right now. So. Yeah, I think that'll be a better matchup. But yeah, I think the I think the Knicks will win the series. What do you think? Yeah, I'm going Knicks in seven just because they have home court and the Knicks will have the best player on the floor every single time they play with Carmelo Anthony. He's no question, undoubtedly the best player. Oh, you don't you don't think Roy Hibbert? <laughs> or no, I was <laughs> Paul, Paul. I'm just kidding. Um, Paul George. You don't think he's the Paul best George or George Hill? Paul George Hill. Um, no, no, I mean, he's a good player. Uh, definitely a good player. I don't know if he's an elite letter, uh, status of player yet. But, oh, you know, it'll change every game or so. But, yeah, I'm going Knicks. Um, well, you know, let me rephrase that. I think Paul George can be the best player in the series. Obviously, Mel is a better player, but maybe in this series, Paul George could be the best player. Uh, yeah, with, uh, you're... Yeah, if that mean, happens... Who guards them? Who guards them? Oh, you know, the whole team guards them. I guess, yeah. <sighs> yeah. All right, let's go ahead and move on to the Western Conference. Let's start off with uh, my... Uh, my favorite team so far left in the playoffs is the San Antonio Spurs versus the Golden State Warriors. I'm, you know, turning into a really big Golden State fan. Uh, really like seeing those guys shoot the ball, you know, with Stephen Curry and Clay Thompson. And, uh, I really, really hate the Spurs and I just hate everything about them. <laughs> uh, from the coaches <laughs> to the program, everything. Uh, so, so what do you think is going to happen in this series? I think the Spurs are in trouble. Uh, they've had two games at home. The Warriors have had big leads late in games in both of them. Took a miracle comeback for the Spurs to win game one. Oh, maybe not miracle, but pretty fortunate. Um, oh, of course it's a miracle. Down 16 with three minutes left. That's a miracle. Yeah, well, well under four minutes, but yeah. Or about four minutes, somewhere around there. Yeah, it's it's pretty good comeback. Uh, Stephen Stephen Curry, uh, which I think it's great that uh, I think TNT has Dick Stockton doing this game. Dick Stockton is kind of in the uh, Chick Chick Hearn territory of not knowing the players' names, uh, getting players' names wrong every single. I mean, confusing players. I mean, Dick Stockton has called. Uh, Stephen Curry's Clay Thompson so many times. Uh, I mean, <laughs> it's just it's just laughable. Uh, at any rate, it doesn't matter. And they pair him with Chris Webber, which is – Chris Webber is actually pretty good. Probably better than Reggie Miller. Oh, I don't know about and, that. I love Reggie Miller. Well, Reggie Miller is very entertaining, but as an analyst, I don't think he's very good. <laughs> he just, that was 23 years ago, Kenny. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
it's a a lot of uh, <laughs> funny things he says, but as far as like insight and substance, I think mean, I think Chris Webber takes it uh, over Reggie Miller. Either way, I enjoy both of them. You know, a lot of people. I mean, getting sidetracked here. A lot of people hate Reggie Miller. I like Reggie Miller. I think he's funny. Um, yeah, me too. Anyway, he's probably. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Actually, Steve Kerr might be my favorite. You know, I like Chris Webber too. You know, TNT just has a, a really good knack of picking up guys for analysts. Yeah, I, you know, the guy I really want them to pick up is Carl Malone, though. Carl Malone, I think they should get rid of Shaq. You know, I'm a big Shaq fan, but as an analyst, he's kind of, a lot of times he's, he doesn't know how to take a joke, and he just talks about how, I don't know, he's more accomplished than other people. That's always his comeback. I mean, he has, like, he's not very witty. Uh, which is surprising. I thought he would be really good on TV. Anyway. Yeah, he just really, he just really means Charles Barkley for no reason. And, I, you know, it's not funny. <laughs> and I'm just, it's like, oh, why is he so mean? Yeah. For him, yeah, you're right. He does come off as mean to Charles Barkley. He seems really petty for some reason. I think it's because Shaq is more accomplished. He has more rings. Charles has no rings, but Charles Barkley's beloved, where Shaq is kind of second best, and he's not used to that, so he takes it out on Charles Barkley. That's what I think it is. That's true. Either way. Two-time Emmy winner, Charles Barkley. Yeah, exactly. And Shaq has... Shaq does... He's not used to being second best, you know. He's not... Especially someone like Charles Barkley who hasn't won a championship. I think it's an interesting dynamic... Either way, I think they get along well enough. They're not best friends, but they probably get along well enough to work together on TV. But I, I, I want Charles, I want Carl Malone in there because Carl Malone is just—he's just like a—he's like Charles Barkley, basically, where he speaks his mind and says, uh, I don't know, one out of every three, three things he says is inappropriate. <laughs> so, and. Uh, did you see the All-Star game, like, festivities, and where Carl Malone was one of the guest uh, panelists? And uh, it, was, no. it, was, it was really it was really funny and really entertaining. Kept on talk, Carl Malone kept on talking about how he was better than Charles Barkley, and Charles Barkley was getting mad. Because <laughs> 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 I'm talking about other stuff. But anyway, I, I enjoyed Carl Malone on the show. I mean, he is. Pretty inappropriate, though. He says a lot of inappropriate things. I mean, but uh, I mean, if you if there's if it's something you should YouTube, just try to catch it. Um, anyway, what are we talking about? Yeah, oh yeah, the, the Warriors have the Spurs in trouble because how well they played in San Antonio, and we all know that that he'd be around impression. Uh, the Warriors are really tough at home. They've got the shooting. Uh, that really is giving San Antonio problems, matchups. Tony Parker can't guard Clay uh, Thompson or Stephen Curry. So a lot of the last game, late in the game, he was guarding Harrison Barnes, and they just went to Barnes, and he was just uh, drawing yellow to him. Yeah, causing trouble. So they got some matchup problems. The funny thing is the Lakers had a winning record against the Warriors, so, you know, I really can't figure things out. 
as far as the Warriors go. Ah. So they're six seed and L. Well, I guess the Warriors, you know, I think they played well against the Lakers. I, but the, I think the Warriors were playing against eight people instead of five since the last Laker Warrior game. The Lakers shot fifty something free throws. <laughs> oh right, so, the game where Kobe tore his Achilles. Yeah, I mean, Steph Curry was completely on fire. In that game, I think he scored 44 points, but I think it was negated by the fact that the Lakers shot 50-something free throws. <laughs> um, I can't figure things out, but uh, it's, I I really like watching the Warriors play. I, you know, it's such a fun style of play of just uh, chucking up threes, and you know, yeah, Steph Curry is just so smooth uh, with his ball handling and with his ability to take deep three-pointers. And then, you know, seeing him beat the Spurs makes me really happy. And, you know, one thing in uh, watching these Spurs games, it seems like the Spurs fans really take the personality of the team where they just always think there's never been a foul caught on a Spurs player or <laughs> that every every layup should be an N1. <laughs> oh, a college atmosphere, I guess. <laughs> it's crazy. I'm just like, I'm like, they're blowing replays. They showed a foul. I don't, I don't understand this. But it's like, it's like BYU Marriott Center. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, just completely unbiased uh, crowd. So. And that's kind of how, like, how the uh, Spurs play. They really do play like champions. You know, they have that champion aura around them where they just expect to win and expect to get out of calls. And, uh, but they lose. They still lose, even though they, they, uh, have that type of personality of a team. But, yeah, I hope the Spurs lose in five or six. Which and I think, um, Huh? Go ahead. And I think that probably won't happen. My guess is the Spurs will win in six. But uh, what do you think? You think the Spurs are going to win three of the next four games? I think the Spurs can figure things out. And I think that even though they're getting killed matchup-wise, you know, with Tony Parker out there, I, I still think they'll figure out a way to win. I think the only reason the Warriors lost game one was Clay Thompson fouled out with five minutes to go after that. Uh, that's when the Spurs made their run. I think if Clay Thompson stays out of foul trouble in that game, I think the Warriors win easily. So, you know, Clay Thompson is playing really good defense on Tony Parker. Yeah. Um, also, you can't say that Tony Parker is injured. He has a bad ankle. But yeah, he's doing a really good job on Tony Parker right now. Yeah, it's it's pretty amazing. Um, I didn't know he was such a good defender. Uh, seeing him play earlier in the year versus the Lakers, he wasn't. But right now, he's just using his size really well against Tony Parker. Yeah, he couldn't guard Kobe Bryant very well. Clay Thompson, he doesn't have the size or strength to guard Kobe. But I guess Tony Parker, he could do that. Yeah. 
And then Harrison Barnes, he's turning into a pretty good player, and it's really taken it, the Tony Parker, which I'd like to see. And, <laughs> uh, yeah, and, you know, Manu Ginobili, he's, it looks like they kind of figured him out. And the, the Tim Duncan, he's playing really well, surprisingly, uh, probably getting some deer antler, but, <laughs> um, I think the Spurs will pull it out just because, you know, I I can't imagine this, this Warriors team being such the youngest team in the league beating this uh, championship uh, caliber team. What do you think is going to happen? I think actually the Warriors are going to win in six. I don't think those Spurs can win game six in the Oracle Arena. I mean, they might, but I don't think they will. Only because I haven't seen anything from the Spurs other than that stretch in game one where they took over the game and, and won. They haven't been able to show how to stop the, the perimeter attack of the Warriors. I mean, Popovich is a good coach, probably the best in the league right now, but can he – I mean, sometimes you just don't have the personnel to go against these other teams. Who's he going to throw out there that he has on his bench? To, to stop them. Maybe Kawhi yeah. Leonard guards, uh, guards one of the two guys. I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't look like they're able to contain him yet, so they might start having to trap up top tie. But uh, we'll see. We'll see. It'll be inter- interesting how it'll play out. Um, let's go ahead and move on, and let's take a look at the final series. The... Uh, Another fun series, the OKC Thunder versus the Memphis Grizzlies, the Memphis Big Bullies on the Block. It's really taking it to uh, the Kevin Durant uh, show um, right now. And it, uh, what do you think is going to happen to that one? Oh, I think the Grizzlies take their series. I think they win it in six. I think they went on their home floor. Uh, the Grizzlies. Or in game one till the end. Um, it's 50 50 probably at the point where until Kevin Durant, uh, made the game winning shot. Uh, I mean, they're, they're relying a lot on Derek Fisher driving the lane and drawing these insane fouls where I, I don't know. Or, he couldn't do this two years ago on the Lakers. And I've never seen him do this. I've never seen him do it like this. No, and he's drawing fouls on people. Why are people fouling him? He can't finish around the rim. He has no chance of finishing around the rim. Uh, just let him do whatever he wants and just take these awful layups, and uh, he'll miss. Uh, most likely, he's not very athletic. He can't finish. He's not very tall. You know, he's not very quick. So he really has no advantage in the lane. Uh but still draws fouls. I don't. I don't get it. Uh, <laughs> no, still, he's just good at. He's good at it, and uh, probably has the best foul faces in the in the league. Where he makes a weird face when he gets fouled that tricks the referees really good. You know, he's been doing it for for fifteen, twenty years now. <laughs> yeah, he's he's probably the best at acting. I think in the league. Yeah, he's pretty good. He's got. All these crappy veteran old guys stuff down. 
But, you know, as far as drawing fouls, I just can't believe it. Um, but, yeah, the, the Memphis Grizzlies just have too much size inside. I mean, and they're skilled on offense. So they can really hurt teams like the Thunder where they don't have uh, much else going on um, other than Kevin Durant. Serge Ibaka is... I think he's shown at this point in his career he's a he's only he only be he only can be the third best guy in the championship team. He can't be the second banana that they need to uh, get back to the finals. Uh, Tony Allen is just a defensive monster. I think I mean it's really fun to watch. For me, I like watching the Grizzlies who are kind of like the old Spurs, the championship team Spurs, where they just play defense. They're kind of boring. But for me, they're exciting to watch because I like watching Marcus Hall. Zach Randolph is a, I don't, he's, he's got this old man game to barely jump. And I just like watching Tony Allen just go on the perimeter, just going nuts. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm a big Memphis Grizzlies fan myself. I, I'm a big Pau Gasol fan and a big Marcus Gasol fan as well. Uh, and, you know, I like watching Zach Randolph just bully people in the lane, just, you know, just putting his forearm on people's necks, <laughs> pushing them out of the way for an offensive rebound. So it's, it's great. And, uh, you know, they really do look like the old school team with two big guys who can't jump, and but they're pretty skilled on offense with, you know, soft hands and good passing. And then, you know, you have Mike Conley who has, like, this 1970s style facial hair. You know, these big sideburns and, like, uh, <laughs> goatee. It's a really entertaining team for me. And uh, I think it's really good uh, to the point where, you know, with OKC just uh, just going with Kevin Durant, seeing what he could do. Um, they just got to load up on Durant and try to make the other guys beat him. And, you know, if Derek Fisher's your uh, second leading scorer, it's it's a big problem. Uh, Lakers never won championships with Derek Fisher with scoring, to, you know, 19 a game. I'll tell you that. So at this stage of 17 years in the league, um, three buyouts in in one season or two seasons. <laughs> I don't know if this is the way OKC wants to go. So I think it's going to be Memphis in six. Yeah, I agree. Um, but Kevin Durant, you know, he's turning into a really mean-looking guy, which is kind of exciting to see. Yeah, it's the, like I've been saying all year, the quote where uh, uh, Kevin Durant says, Kobe has no friends, you know. And Kevin Durant said that's where he needs to get to, where he has no friends. And just uh, thinks about basketball and just talks about getting to that yeah, tournament. Can assume his will onto the game and things like that. Uh, yeah, and, you know, after that crossover and then dunk, um, you know, and then, you know, he he just, I think he just really wants to do throat slashes all the time, <laughs> but he got fucked for it. But it looks like he's always about to do a throat slash every time. Oh, uh, he's out for blood. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, you know it's yeah, watching the 
the NBA playoffs, uh, you know, the centers, they can do dribble handoffs where, you know, like Bogut or Gasol, they get the ball, they dribble it, and they hand it off to to one of the guards, you know, kind of as a, like a screen. I mean, right. I was wondering, can, can Dwight Howard do that? I don't think I've ever seen him do that. I've seen him do that, but the problem is, is that he's doing it for a slower guard like Steve Nash or Steve Blake, and then after he does that, he doesn't roll hard to the rim for some reason. He just, you know, he just stares at the ball and <laughs> just stands there. So, yeah, I don't know. He, he just wasn't really aged this year. Yeah. I, I mean, he's got a really high defensive IQ. I don't know about his offensive IQ, though. I, I think it's average. Uh, yeah. It, yeah, it has to be average or even below average. Yeah. This guy gets at least two offensive fouls a game. <laughs> Why not? You <laughs> figure it out what he can and can't do. Yeah. I mean, he does draw a lot of offensive fouls, and he always looks like, oh, I can't believe it. <laughs> Like you can't do, you can't stick your elbow out and then push it. You know, just use your hips. <laughs> your hips to seal them out. But no, he wants to use his upper body every time. <laughs> every time, it's just it's perplexing how how this guy wants to play. And he really needs to go to Hakeem Olajuwon's basketball school again because he cannot learn a thing, not a single thing. Right. He flunked the. He flunked out. Uh, he must have. I'm really excited for the second round of the playoffs. I think this is, might be my favorite round out of all of the playoff rounds because every day you get two games, and um, I think their series get really even in this round because uh, you know the next couple of rounds you never know they could be blowouts. Just bad matchups, but here, yeah, this is the best. This is it. This is basketball heaven. And we're gonna go ahead and cut this into two parts. Check out part two for our summer movie preview. <laughs>